Hi, welcome to my podcast. I'm Laura, and you're listening to Star Sucka. And I'm just starting this podcast because there's a Leo moon on Sunday, and today Venus is moving into Aries. Um, it's an energy I'm getting used to. My Venus is natal Aries, and um, it means I can be contrary sometimes. And so Aries in Venus is like healthy, um, healthy selfishness, like self-care type of stuff. But don't be um, fooled by the marketing that's like, oh, self-care is like bath and a wine and a mask and a magazine or whatever, the Instagram or whatever the equivalent is. Now, by the way, when we read magazines, we didn't hold our bodies in one pose. We switched around. So I'm not saying it's better, but just um, consider different pastimes that aren't revolved around your phone. Um, I only say that because it personally gives me um, backache and neckache. So I know that the coming up generation is going to experience this, and I, I would like it if you avoided it. Not everyone can hear that type of thing. I imagine that people who listen to me and want to keep listening to me don't mind hearing it and need to be reminded. So I don't know what you need to be reminded of, but uh, go walk around your house or something. But also, uh, I was trying to remind you of something. Hmm. Please hold. Um, I knew what I was going to remind you of. I may, I may have already said it in this podcast, but I know I said it in a past podcast. The full moon is Leo. The full moon in Leo is on Sunday. For me, Leo is in my tenth house, and I'm sorry. Excuse me, my eleventh house, and in my eleventh house is Saturn. Um, Saturn doesn't like to be in Leo. It is. The detriment. Um, There's a little chart. If you guys... Okay, my podcast is for um, entertainment purposes only. I am not a professional astrologer. Um, There are plenty around. Just I'm sure you can ask friends for a referral. Um, I have gotten a few professional astrology readings. And I do have like a friend mentor who um, gives me feedback about my work. And... What else? Entertainment purposes only. Um, I have volunteers, so it's friends and family. Um, and But it's also people I don't know because I do need volunteers and I need to explore. What I found is that um, people who are my friends, um, they are mostly Virgos. So there's not much variety there. I need to see other people's charts because I'm not understanding people. It appears that I think Virgos are humans. Like that's the only type of human. I don't know. I mean, obviously I have. Oh, I also have Capricorns. Back that train up. Capricorns. Um, Okay, I was just going to say that Aries... Okay, let me just say that Venus... Oh, no, why am I looking at a thing of planetary rulers? Okay, so my podcast is like a study group. And so right now, with you guys having the full moon in Leo, and it's really exciting and really fun, enjoy this time. I don't want you sitting inside and listening to my podcast. But, you know, that's fine if you happen to have a downtime or you just really, you know, want to chat, hear a chat from a friend. But what I'm really interested in is actual engagement. If you're willing to type something, I can read it. You can email me. Um, you can send me a text. I can read it, especially if I'm actually reading your chart. Like, engage back with me in a way that others can um, witness it. And some things that are in the chart are super private. Like, you don't, we, we're not going to... We're not going to be, you know, exposing anyone here. I use fake names. 
unless you don't care. People who are close to me do not care. Um, I tend to only get the view of the person that I made the chart of, which is fine, and I'm sorry if it blows up and everyone knows something about you you didn't want to, but you were the volunteer. And that's why I'm glad I'm not a professional astrologer, because I'm just doing this with friends and family. I'm um, definitely ending up prioritizing friends and family, um, particularly family, I guess, because... Because I know, well, yes, close friends, close friends and family, because, why? Because I know them, and so as I'm reading their charts, I'm understanding. I'm understanding them, I'm thinking about their behavior, and then they're giving me that feedback. When I'm doing that with a stranger, like, I'm not getting it. I'm not remembering. It's okay, but it takes time to get to know somebody. Um, so for me, um, by the way, Aunt Kathy is, uh, oh, who are my case studies today? Myself. Laura Lotus. By the way, this is going to be an episode over multiple days because I'm going to add segments on. What I want to hear from you is, hey, shoot me a Marco Polo. Make a YouTube video. Whatever it is, I'll put this, because I have an old phone, I'll put this old phone up to that recording and play it and record it, and then it will be like you're here, not really. It'll kind of be like Marco Polo here, like where you have a little dialogue and then someone else has a dialogue. Another thing you could do is after I read your chart, you could send me questions. Or if I have your information in the computer, you can send me questions like, hey, what's happening? In, is Mercury in retrograde? This or that. Um, yeah, my chiropractor cleared for me to, uh, I, sw I switched gears very quickly. Hi, my name's Laura. Um, I switched gears. My chiropractor, my chiropractor, I guess I don't switch gears easily. You know what fogged me up is having to tell you guys that I switch gears easily. Y'all. I don't need to see a big connection and have an intro to every thought I have. You don't figure it out. I'm updating you on me. So just a little bit about me. Let me try to act like a normal person that might be having a podcast. Um, a little bit about me. What about me? I'm a Libra rising. I'm a Libra moon and I am a Pisces sun. I can empathize with anybody because I'm a Pisces sun. I'm a very forgiving person. Um, Pisces suns, we can be too trusting. Um, and because I'm empathetic, when I'm looking at other people and I see negative things that I know might bum them out or they might not want to face because I know them, and I'm like, man, what does that person know? I'm not really thinking that, but um, I don't really think that hard about others usually. I'm in my own moment um, thinking about myself, but what else? I'm going to start... Um, I'm going to start whatever to Venus. Ah, Venus, not Venus. So, Aunt Kathy, oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. I love it. You hey. Hello, I'm back, and I'm not even releasing this tonight right now. Anyway, even though it would apply to the whole weekend, because the full moon's not till Sunday. Uh, anyway, Venus moved into Aries. Um... By the way, my Aunt Kathy has Venus sextile. Um, oh, gosh. The baby is crying. It's okay. Sorry. I adopted a little puppy. They said he was six months old. I adopted him in May last year. And uh, I adopted him two weeks before my father-in-law died, knowing my father-in-law died. Uh, no, I'm sorry, knowing my father-in-law was going to die and because he was on hospice and I knew he was getting close. And so I bought the dog because I was very scared. Um, 
of what I was going to do when I didn't have dad to worry about because he took up such a big part of my brain. And when I say dad, I don't mean my own dad, though I call him dad too. That dad also passed away, but I'm talking about my uh, father-in-law. And he I either call him dad or Randall, usually dad. So anyway... I need to find, I want to find dad's uh, birth certificate. I want both my dad's birth certificates. I want Randall's birth certificate and I want bad Brad's birth certificate. I, I uh, called my paternal grandmother um, and she um, told me an approximate time, which is helpful. It, it, it'll give us some details, but I figure since he already passed and can't really give me like in like human um Input right now, I would start with uh, the living, especially when helping living people would really help them now. Um, And then I'll branch out to go back. I'm just talking a lot. One of my realizations is that I want these to be super short. I'm not wanting to just to be some big long monologue that's me. I want it to be back and forth. I want to do interviews with people. I want to interview hypnotists and astrologers and uh, family members, maybe someone who knew me or someone who would be willing to talk to me. Um, I can prop up my home line and put it on speakerphone and just record it right into this podcast. And then that could be a way to disseminate this information. Y'all, it's not gaining interest. I do not care. I don't know if you've ever noticed. I never do anything for a following. Never. Um, I never have. (laughs) So I don't know why I was telling you that, but, oh, I don't get, get much, you know, now, but I, I don't know where that's headed. Um, I haven't looked too much into the future of my chart right now. All I know is I cannot, um, expand my house for six months. I want a second bathroom because I, we have a regular bathroom and, that's all. One bathroom, one bathroom house, which is fine, but it's two people and I require a lot of space. Um, I'm like Jupiter. I wonder what aspects my Jupiter. That's the other thing about my Aunt Kathy. Aunt Kathy, your son? Okay, your natal son. When when it was in... Okay. Maybe you already know this. I'm just going to go over it, especially just in case like one of your grandkids in the future wants to hear about their grandparent and learn more about you. I'm just going to give like the basics. If you're looking at a chart and I can text you a copy of your chart. Actually, you can also use the same exact tools that I use. I I do astro.com and I do Chani Nicholas. Um, Those are the two ways that I draw up charts. It's very easy. The uh, one caveat I do want to say before I forget is that on Chani's um, website, um with you all being in Kingman with that weird time change. Oh, I just said, excuse me. I am sorry that I just said Kingman, but honestly, anyone who's listening to this probably already knows you're from Kingman. So it's not like you're there now, but anyway, sorry to say that I said you were in the sixties and I said you were born in Kingman. I'm not going to get too specific about where you are because you never know. Someone might be like, I don't know. I want to go take pictures of her while she's coming out of her house. I don't know. I get these like weird, I'm, I'm prone to paranoia because, um, of my, uh, oh, I was going to, 
share an aspect, aspect of Laura. You don't have to share your aspects with other people. You know that? You don't have to let your qualities shine. That's up to you. I personally feel amazing when I let my gifts shine. I also feel amazing when I actually work on the things that I'm challenged in. My son, my natal son, is square Neptune. I'm sensitive and I'm caring. But this is a challenging aspect of square. You can look back on one of my um, podcast episodes that has um, aspects to learn more about it. There's like these main aspects. I used to have a card of it. Let me see. Oh, by the way, I do not... um, ever take money. So I hope you don't get commercials. I purchased these products on my own. Um, I'm trying a new CBD oil and this one is CBD, um, gosh, CBD MD and it's, um, CBD oil users with the capital C, I think is, um, 25% off. If you use that as a checkout code, no one gave me any money. I'm just telling you what I found. Um, I'm going to be doing these podcasts Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Right now, I don't know what will... Yeah, I want to do it on that day, too. I want to try to do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, at least while I'm home not doing much. I mean, I'm doing... I'm recovering, you guys. I'm in an... I need to try to remember what I'm even in. I was in... Did I write it down? I don't even remember my own profection year. Um, Basically, I'm processing grief. But I need to look up and see (laughs) once my birthday happens and I'm 43 in the beginning of March, what will be the theme of my year? You'll have different themes and houses. It's amazing. So there's this circle on the page and it represents the sky when you were born. There's these 12 constellations that are in mythology. They are the... They're archetypes, they're myths, stories, stories that are told in order for things to, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something like um, maybe, I don't know what kind of myths, because I don't know anything about mythology. So somebody, help me. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell at you guys, but um, I did order the book, The Greatness of Saturn, A Therapeutic Myth, because Saturn is like frowning on my chart a bit um, onto my Mercury combust, sun combust Mercury. And so I'm looking at the chart. Okay, so that is if you're sitting, if you're standing or the baby is born and looks straight up into the sky, there's these 12. I use equal house systems, whole whole house. They're the same size as each other, and there's 12 of them. looks like a pie. Each one of them represents a part of our life. And then the constellations revolve around this. It's like a little circuit. It's like a little path. It's, a, um, it's like a trail at your gym where you go walking, something like that, right? a track. Um, and the, and the constellations go around them. The constellations, I'm going to be honest. I don't, it's, it's old mythology. I I am interested in delving into them, but I'm more, I can feel the planetary energies and can sense it in other people and have been. So I already, I can work with the planets in that kind of way, but I, I do lack in the area of mythology. So if anyone is strong there, mythology and archetypes. So these are stories they told stories about. Um, all of these. I actually checked out a book. It was really good. I shared it on my Instagram, which by the way is Starsucka. Um, it had an illustration. I remember the Capricorn because you see the Capricorn, 
the Capricorn, by the way, Aunt Kathy, you're Capricorn rising and Capricorn moon, okay? What's happening? Capricorn, your moon is in Capricorn. Your moon is in your first house. What does your first house represent? Your first house represents the self, your body, your character, your appearance. Your appearance. You're in Capricorn. So I'm just going to come over here to this book. <clears throat> Astrology using the wisdom of stars in your everyday life. And I'm just going to pop over and see what is the mythology. Well, first of all, it's anyone. Anyone for Cap uh, Capricorn's... Oh, not sun. Okay, if you're Capricorn's sun, you would be December 22nd to January 19th. But um, we're talking about someone who's Capricorn rising. Um... It's the goat fish. This is the ancient symbol of the Mesopotamian god of civilization and fertile abundance. Um, so they're hard workers. They're all about self-sufficiency. They're planners. Um, they can be overly serious. Capricorn rising. Remember, this is representing you. This is you, your body, your character, all that. The sun represents... How do they explain it in this book? I always forget. That's why I need to keep repeating it. This is how I learn. This is how I learn. I learn by teaching. My friend Leah is so awesome. She does readings, by the way. She's she's training to do... Um, oh, I bet I could try to get her to um, be interviewed on here. Okay, your identity and your life purpose. Um, that That also could be... Your north node could kind of be like your life purpose, but your north node represents like your latter half of your life which by the way we need to talk about that because in astrology at least the tradition that i'm following um you're you don't enter adulthood until after 28 when saturn returns because saturn takes 28 years to um transit uh, all the signs so t talking back to the this main chart so all these signs are here and there's fast moving signs and there's slower moving signs saturn is an old man He's very slow. He takes 28 years to move through all the signs. Um, Saturn rules. Um, it, he rules a lot of things. He rules, he rules old people, uh, marginalized people. He's about contraction and boundaries and seriousness. Um, so if your son is in Capricorn, so you're actually a sun Capricorn and a rising no, your moon, your moon, excuse me. Your moon is in Capricorn. Because here we're talking about the sun. So the sun for you is cancer. Your gift might be to nurture a family or a bond network of people bringing your gift as a protective caretaker. So um, with cancer being your sun, I'm sure you already know this. It represents the breasts. Cancer... Um, they're hard on the outside, cancer suns, and they can, well, any cancer energy, but I'm going to look it up in the Chani book and see how they describe it. This would, this would apply to anybody who is their son in cancer, which is what I just, um, mentioned the dates. Yeah. See why I say it's a study group? Ugh, I need people to keep me on track. Um, okay. Sun in the... Oh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up on you. On your chart, Aunt Kathy. 
Um, the sun, you are in Kathy's seventh house. So I'm just going to see what does it mean that Aunt Kathy's um, sun is in the seventh house. I'm just going to pop over here and see what is the setting of, uh, what is the, excuse me, what is the themes of the house, the seventh house? And it's about relationships, partnerships, marriage, that kind of thing. Okay. So sun in the eighth, the seventh house, it would um, be about committed partnerships, um, business relationships. If you have your son here, it means that part of your purpose needs to be lived out in a relationship or in regards to partnerships. You may find that no matter how independent you are, being with others is a main path towards the realization of your potential. Usually, the son in the seventh house, life is flooded with committed partnerships of all kinds. This can look fun from the outside, but often it's difficult to realize your dreams on your own. Um, I was just going to share like one of the reflection questions she asks about for the seventh house um, from Chani's thing, uh, Chani's book, which by the way, her book is called You Were Born for This Astrology for Radical Self-Help since Chani Nicholas. What partnerships have been important in the unfolding of your life's purpose? So a partnership could be um, with your child, with your um, partner, your uh, husband, spouse. Really quick before I forget to... I uh, I got a honeycomb ephemeris. It is a they're twenty dollars and they are um, a personalized um, a personalized ephemeris. It's really small. People used to have to carry really giant like phone book size ephemerises around. This is like only for you know for me for you. Uh, it's personal. It's a planner, and so there's a place to journal, and then and it tells you your exact transits that day. This is amazing. This is amazing technology. So all you do is you write them and tell them your birth information. And if you need help, I can help you. By the way, I think I picked the wrong house signs, so something's wonky with where my Saturn is. But I know where Saturn is. Saturn's in my eleventh house, Leo. So when the moon trans uh, transgresses ingresses when the moon goes into leo tonight which is the uh lion let me tell you about leo this upcoming full moon is leo tell me about leo the lion wait let's finish talking about cancer um cancer you like to start things you're more of a starter um it's a water sign so very emotional, fluid, tends to change sizes. Trust me, I am very um, moon. It's ruled by the moon. So I'm very, I have a lot of moon. Oh, by the way, and Kathy, you and I both have the moon in our first house. Um, and it can mean different things, uh, but it can kind of be similar. But it's interesting to see what is aspecting, but... It's in the first house because your your rising sign, the rising sign is that is that number one piece of pie. So it's on the left side, and I wish I could show you guys right now, like with a little chalkboard. I want to teach little like daycare kids this stuff. I could teach them the little glyphs. It, it, this could be amazing. This is gonna be amazing work for people. Um, so that left piece of pie that I label as one, most charts will label as one. That's the first house that represents us ourselves. Um, that's your rising sign. And what that is, is, is it represents the Eastern horizon. Um, uh, when you're looking at the sky, everything that's on the under, on the bottom side of this circle, the map of your natal chart, 
that was those planets were not visible at the time you were born and it, it, that's it that's why we need to know the time that you were born that's what tells us what us what houses things were in the moon moves pretty quickly so it moves like every two or three days the moon is going to be full uh, on sunday i think i've said it five thousand times but you guys like to hear it don't you I am just adoring how these sticks are growing out of this tree covered with moss on the outside of my house. I'm just, wow. I need to take a picture of that when I'm done. Put it on Instagram. Not that anyone cares or notices. <sighs> no, I, I don't care. I just saw a huge bird of prey. Um, I don't know who all I've told this to, but I, I do want to remember this and have this be remembered. Within a few days after my... Um, parents died when they were in a car accident. My, my dad and my stepmom, um, this pair of hawks started following me and all it was, we'll see, I had just gotten, had I just gotten that puppy, I was walking the puppy and it started following me and the puppy, they would as a couple. And I thought, well, it's trying to see if this thing is prey, I guess. I didn't know because it's it, Leroy's nine pounds and there are hawks around here where they say they can take small, small dogs. Um, so I didn't know, you know, it could be a season. Like, why did they just show up at that time, you know, in 2019 in March? You know, it's cray cray. Don't say cray cray. Um, so they even, and this is miles away, our church is miles away. That's where our um, community garden is. We went to the community garden. We were working in the community garden. I swear it was the same pair of hawks. It could have just been hawk season. I don't know. I don't know anything about hawks. Um, but even someone was like, what's the deal with this pair of hawks? Because they were just like swirling and like getting closer and closer and closer. And I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure that's my mom and dad. They just died couple weeks ago and and the dude was like alrighty then he doesn't really look at me anymore but that's okay I didn't need him to in the first place um cancer is subtle and sensitive yet canny and tenacious too yeah see the thing about cancer is that it has this hard shell that it can go into it's super nurturing cancer represents the breast if you can see the the glyph which is the little, like, I don't know if it's Sanskrit, what it is, but it's like these kind of scribbles that represent the, um, the signs. They don't, they kind of look like the sign, like, um, the bull looks like Taurus, whatever, but, um, Cancer looks like breasts. It looks like 69, actually. It looks like 69 on its side, but it's two circles. So facing forward and it's breasts. And I have cancer on my midheaven and I was a lactation consultant for 10 years and worked supporting mothers as a doula and a postpartum nurse. I was in the field for over 20 years. What? Yeah, that's how this works. It's, it's blowing my mind. It's blowing my mind. And Aunt Kathy, your midheaven is Scorpio which is like secretive and going inside and I don't even totally get it, but midheaven has to do with your career. So, um, but that is so down the road because right now what we're talking about is your moon in Capricorn. I'm going to see because I don't know. Uh, did I even read yet about the rising in Capricorn? Moon in Capricorn. Sun 
Okay, I'm just gonna look up Capricorn, and then we'll read about Capricorn. Yes! I already already did it. So I read about it. I read... I definitely read about it. I'm remembering now. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now. So I have this thing, and it's called Mercury Combust Sun, but it could be called Sun Combust Mercury. I don't remember. But whatever it is, if the sun is within 7 degrees... Well, my, I think mine's 6 degrees uh, or less of of each other this mercury and the sun are never they they transit kind of together it takes the sun a year to go through all the signs that's why once a year the sun comes through your line your your sign um i'm gonna look up yeah sorry i lost that thought uh, mercury combusts sun so anyway the sun kind of obliterates mercury which is like my communication thing so sometimes actually literally my husband will say something and there will be like a wave of time i don't know like a couple of beats a couple of seconds and i'll say something and it'll seem like i'm saying it out of the blue but i'm actually answering a question from like 30 seconds ago um first house and i'm working on that i need to make amends or whatever it is and that's that's in my natal chart that was the situation that was in the sky when I was born. We don't think that these things are happening to us because that's happening. Because that's not happening in the sky right now. That's just what was imprinted on me. So then I came out with these sort of like wires a little bit twisted. And that's why I have to take medication. Well, guess what, guys? I'm very sensitive. I have my sun square to my Neptune. It makes me sensitive. And that use get out of control. This is how I'm going to feel. I would feel confused, alienated, paranoid, drug-dependent. I had to deal with weak spots in myself, like my own challenges, from an early age. So, but I can battle against odds, and I'm probably going to end up continuing to do so. Um, I'm deeply affected by the downtrodden. Yes, I am. And my moon is in Libra. And my rising is in Libra and my north node is in Libra. You know what that means? That means equality. I want equality for everyone. I want health care for everyone. I want people to have access to the same things. I don't want little kids in cages just because they're Hispanic or whatever. But because I have sun square Neptune, medications, um, I have to take them. But... Um, my body's not super happy about it. I'm going to read a, about, and Kathy, you and I have this both, moon. The moon in first house. So your moon in first house of Capricorn, inner feelings lie close to the surface. This is just because the moon is in this house, is that your feelings are close to the surface and they inform how you see the world. Um, your... <laughs> Wow. Okay. So the fact that your moon and your sun are both, I mean, your moon and your rising. Are both. Okay. So here's, here's, we have this thing. Your cancer, your sun is in cancer. Okay. Moon is in the first house. Both of those placements say that a nurturing parent was very important to you. Very important to you. Okay, and your first house is Capricorn, so I'm just going to see what they say. You might seem mature and reliable to others, but you begin a task. Your instinct may be to plan ahead and follow a tried and true method. So it's so funny because 
you've got Saturn as your chart ruler because Capricorn's your rising. Capricorn rule Saturn rules Capricorn. That means Saturn, the serious, slow-moving planet, is like a thin filter over everything that's in your chart. And that's called a chart ruler. Your chart ruler. And your chart ruler, where is Saturn in your chart? Saturn's in your third house. Your third house of school, short trips, communication, and siblings. And what does it mean that your rising's in your third house? I'm going to I'm going to see if your ascendant ruler is in your third house. Okay. If the this is you, Aunt Kathy. Because my ascendant ruler is not in my third house. We'll read me after this. Okay. This is also in Cheney's book. If the ruler of your ascendant is in your third house, your life's direction points to developing relationships, communications, and daily and spiritual rituals. Specifically, writing, teaching, delivering information, working with family, good friends, performing or holding space for devotional practices, studying or teaching about God or ancient religious traditions, traveling, especially throughout the day and around your neighborhood, <laughs> basically short term, short, not like overseas travel, and being in contact with many folks during the day are some of the ways in which you will feel like you are on track. If you have cancer rising, you don't. Okay. If you interesting. Okay. So yeah, ascendant ruler is in your third house. That's supposed to describe you. I, I guess I'll see what mine is. What's my my ascendant ruler is Venus, which is in my seventh house. I already know my chart. Why do I think I need to look at my chart? I guess I don't totally know my chart. If your ascendant ruler is in the is in the seventh house, which mine is in Venus, okay, Venus ingressed, moved into the sign of Aries, okay, which is ruled by Mars, who is the god of war. To have your ascendant ruler in the seventh house, this is me, makes committed partnerships, business relationships, and the lessons that they bring incredibly important to your life's purpose. Planets in the seventh house are extra active. Because of the strength of the house, these are really strong houses. The first the fourth, which represents your home, the seventh, which represents your partnerships, and the tenth, which represents your public face to the world, are the strongest houses. What your partners go through impacts your life in obvious ways. Given the power of your bond with people you're in relationship with, make sure that you commit to those who know how to be good partners, friends, change agents, and catalysts for you. That way you'll be in alignment with what you most need and what is most beneficial for you. Um, there may be times in your life where an overemphasis on others is apparent. While the ruler of the first house is in the seventh, it will by default be a planet in the sign of its detriment. Yes, it is. Um, when I say Venus doesn't like to be in Aries, I mean it's a sign of detriment. It doesn't like to be in Aries because Venus is the sweetheart and Aries is the Mars. Not that Aries is bad. Aries gets stuff done, but they just don't, yeah. That is because the seventh house is the opposite house from the first, and any planet across from its own sign is sitting in a territory that feels contrary to its nature. This begs the question. If your life's direction is always moving toward the activities of another, do you lose sight of your own needs? Is it of extra importance that you seek out the relationship that you feel most aligned with as your purpose? So the thing about me is that I'm Libra, and Libra's for some reason we are um and i'm just i'm a lot of libras like i'm libra rising libra moon 
Libra North Node. Um, we are like relationship people. So it's good to realize for myself. Like I've heard other people say that, like, I just like to be in relationship. And I'm like, I just, okay, I'm going to wait till I fall in love with someone. Like, I didn't want to like, I mean, it's okay to have breaks between boyfriends, if you feel me. Okay. So that was me. I don't know why I read, read me. I'm going to see what other kind of notes I read about you. Um, if you're based as a, as a uh, cancer son, if your basic needs aren't provided, you withdraw and you act insecure. This is anybody who has sun in cancer. You can be selfish. That's the shadow side. That's if you're withdrawing and acting insecure. You can, you know, put up a shell. It's weird because one computer software told me that your moon was opposed to your sun which told me you don't give your own emotional reactions the attention they deserve um, and that you understand good-natured competition with the outside world. But I'm not sure that Chani's um, software pumped that aspect out. So I'd have to, you have to understand that exploring these charts is like exploring a ridge of a fingerprint. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I'm being so dramatic. You understand your... Okay. So another thing is your sun is conjunct your Jupiter. Jupiter, Jupiter. So um, Aunt Kathy, you enjoy doing things for other people. But if you're not careful, you can act conceited. You're a good person. You don't have to prove this to others. Find out what you really are and aren't. And, and this aspect will be favorable because Jupiter is joy. And your son magnifies things. So you just have, a, and you do have a lot of joy. So you've got that um, sweetheart, um, like comedian, which is the Venus sextile um, sun, right? No, Mercury. And then you have the sun conjunct Jupiter, um, which is, which expands joy. Um, I think that, let me see what else. Your north node is in Taurus. You can look that up, north node in Taurus, um, to find out about that. That's about life's mission. Your midheaven is Scorpio. I don't fully know what that means. I've had another pe other people who have north um, midheavens in Scorpio. Okay, I'm sure this is getting very long. I do want to look up your perfections, which has to do with your ruler for the year, what they call the... Um, time ruler i call it the time ruler they call it the time lord but i'm trying not to because i don't know christians can give me feedback like can i say time lord it means like ruler so i'm just saying time ruler but i also want to say the same things that astrologers use because then it will help people um i'm interested about what pluto and Pluto and Uranus in Virgo mean for you in the ninth house. Dang, that sounds intense. The ninth house is travel. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought that was the eighth house. Ninth house is travel, foreign things, education, and religion. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then Virgo is the crafts person. Uranus is kind of... 
Um, it can be where something is strange, something is unusual. Maybe like in, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look closer at that. Um, but I, the, the perfections is important because if you're interested, you can, uh, I can figure out if the Mercury, in, you know, coming up Mercury in retrograde is going to affect you, which means that your technologies and communications will be affected. And it lasts about four weeks and it's not active every year in your chart. That's why some people are affected by Mercury in retrograde and some people aren't. It depends on the year. So I need to look that up for you. And at the same time, while I'm looking that up, I'm going to see your perfections, your perfected house. Every year, you have a different, starting from your birthday to the next birthday, everyone has a different perfected house. And that means that that year, those are the themes. And what we do is we look at that house and we look at what planets are in that house. And we look at where else those planets are. Um, we look at what rules that sign and see where those planets are other places in the house and then other places in the map. And then what that does is give us an idea of what transits to watch for this year because they're active in your chart. So if I do that and you're in a, a year where, um, you're in your second house, it goes, it's one year per Per house so the first house is zero and in the past I may have said the first house is one and I'm sorry I had the wrong technique this is called annual perfections I just read some articles and watched some videos you guys I got a teacher <sighs> I do it it's kellysertiz.com she also she has a $250 class mine I don't think I have the focus to like actually do work like that I'd have to have a study actually people other people who are interested and I'm not talking about strangers online. No offense to the handful of people that I met online that are my friends. Um, but if we come and you are in a perfected year, that's your second house, which is Aquarius, which is ruled by Mercury. That means Mercury would be active in your chart. And if Mercury is active in your chart, then when Mercury goes retrograde, which is when it looks like the Mercury is going backward, it's transiting backward in the, in the sky. It's not actually transiting backward, but it looks like it is. And for some reason, our communications and technologies are affected. So this is when planes are delayed and phones break and texts don't go through and you think you sent an email and you really didn't. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe you never experienced it and I hope you never do. Maybe you have some kind of lucky placement that makes it never touch you. Okay. That's all I'm going to say about Aunt Kathy right now. And I think I will message this to her and see if she has any feedback or is willing to like record something on Marco Polo that I can, that she can say what her feedback is and feel free to like only comment on like one thing or something. Basically sun in cancer, moon in Capricorn, um, rising is also Capricorn unless we are wrong because of that weird time shift. Um, Okay. Bye.